0: all right guys and welcome to yeah the returning episode per se if if you like um so there was a short period where there were no episodes but i'm back now and um today um during that time um i really wanted to talk about the champions league um before the group stage games and after that as well analysis and all that okay but then we can do it now um okay so um where do we start from? I well, okay yeah let's let's start from Chelsea. Um, Chelsea seem irrepressible right now, and it's it's beautiful to watch. Okay, so I saw the Chelsea game. Yeah, Chelsea Chelsea versus Tottenham, the London derby, and it was just so great from start to finish. Like I did not see the game from start to, from start to finish though, but I saw a great deal of the game, and it was good. Yeah, so um I <laughs> yeah it's crazy, but. On this space, I mean, I do banter, yeah. I mean, it's really funny to do banter and all. It's beautiful, and I'm going to talk about the rivalry very soon, and how the game between United and Chelsea is probably going to be the most anticipated game there is in Nigeria here, and because abroad, it's it's a different thing. People who go to matches, there's there's um there's different kinds of rivalry. There's a greater rivalry with Liverpool and Man City than there is with Chelsea. But right here in Nigeria, because United have the biggest fan base and then Chelsea is next, it's just a physical rivalry. Yeah, people even fight. You'll be surprised. So okay, um, we'll start with Chelsea and how they seem irrepressible right now. It's beautiful and Thomas Tuchel said he wanted to build a team that no one wanted to play against. I think he's achieved that and it's great. It's really great to watch Chelsea play right now. I mean Tony Rüdiger scored even if even if the strikers don't score I think Lukaku had a very great game I mean you don't have to score every game to have a very great game Lukaku had a very good game to be honest and then the goals just coming from everywhere I think it was Tony Rüdiger Thiago Silva and I can't quite remember the person the third person yeah but it was it was beautiful to watch and then on Chelsea I kept on saying it yeah in almost every episode Chelsea have all it takes to compete for every trophy. So I was in a conversation this morning, and um, um, someone asked the question. Yeah, he was like, um, so if, for example, if you're to focus on one trophy, because I know that Jurgen Klopp doesn't take the Carabao Cup seriously. I know Klopp doesn't take the FA Cup seriously, but then. I think um, as as a big club, you should you should compete for everything you play, and that's why I respect Pep so much. I mean, he's basically won the Carabao Cup every time he's every year he's been at City. That's four years. <laughs> I, I mean, and people even say they should rename it and call it the Pep Guardiola Trophy. But that's by the way. So I'm really impressed by what Chelsea are doing. I'm impressed. Yeah, that's world. I don't think there's a higher word, but if there was a higher word, it's beautiful it's beautiful from start to finish Chelsea have squad depths and um, Chelsea have a good starting eleven. Chelsea have squad depths and it's awesome and um, Chelsea by the way I think they play tomorrow Car- the Carabao Cup I'm not quite sure but it's very beautiful and then after Chelsea we're going to, I'm going to talk about James Rodriguez because it's uh it's really sad that last I saw he was talking to some team in Qatar to go play after negotiations with porto collapsed and i did not talk about this on the deadline day episode but he was in talks to go to porto on that deadline day and it did not work so sad stuff for james i mean this is james rodriguez this is the golden boy i don't know if he won the award i cannot remember but then I remember that goal in the World Cup and how everybody was gassed about him, and then this is James right now, and it's it's just sad. It's just sad. I think uh, I I don't know. Okay, so what I think is that Ancelotti would have gone with him to Madrid, but again he's going to struggle to play in Madrid. And I'm going to head. to talk about Madrid next. Next. So um so James Rodriguez is in talks to go to Qatar. I mean he has to play football to be honest. I understand that. Those leagues are not the most viewed leagues and all, but he has to play football. And I'm rooting for James, by the way. I want to see him succeed. He's a very great player and I want to see him succeed. So, um, I'm going to talk about Real Madrid right now. Um, Madrid won 2-1 over the weekend. Vinicius, that boy. Okay, so, um, last season, last season, um, <laughs> I was in this Chelsea fan and he was like, I'm not scared of Vinicius. And I saw why. Like, I mean, Vinicius knew everything to do but finish. He did everything right but finish. But this season, there seems to be a resurgence in this Madrid side. Vinicius and Benzema got the goals by the way, and Madrid won 2 1 during the weekend. There seems to be this resurgence, and it's beautiful. It's great to watch. And then Baka, oh my, it's. <laughs> I don't know. Um, both Baka and Messi are having rough times now. Messi with PSG and Baka with Baka. <laughs> so yeah, Baka drew yesterday to Granada 1-1. Matter of fact, they were losing two minutes into the game. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not a really great situation for Baka right now. And um, next person I want to talk about is Ronaldo. And I feel there is a bias against Ronaldo. I don't know. Okay, so the first time I saw this was in <coughs> the game. Against Young Boys. I think that was a dive, by the way. And at that point, I felt Ronaldo could have, should have done better. (coughs) I mean, because I don't want to sound critical, but missing Greenwood caused that goal. In that position, Greenwood caused that. (coughs) And yeah, it's just crazy that Ronaldo did not finish that off. But then, I think there's a bias against him currently. Because in the West Ham game, <coughs> he was fouled in the box three times. You know what I mean? He was fouled twice. And I think... I think one was not a foul. but I think two were clear penalties. your um, Ferdinand called them stonewall penalties. And then, social says, they were clear as day, And I don't know. Okay, so, am I reading a report by the Times newspaper? The Times are usually reliable, by the way. <coughs> um, that... <coughs> There was a meeting, after games, referees have meetings, by the way, to um, see where improvements can be made based on their decisions. <clears throat> and there was a meeting, and they thought that the, the the contact, the challenge by Vladimir Kafal should have resulted in a penalty. And it's very annoying because I remember last season, there were two games, I don't remember the second game, but the game against Sheffield United, the game United lost, I think it was 3-2 or 2-1, I cannot remember. It was the second leg, it was the second leg fixture. In that game, United lost. <coughs> but then, after that game, it was 2-1. Sheffield's second goal was a foul on David Digger. And United's goal by Anthony Marshall should have stood so that's three points taken from United. And it's just so sad to see what the Premier League referees are doing. I mean, there's no problem with VR. We've seen VR used perfectly well in other leagues. It's just the Premier League. And I don't know why. What's wrong with the Premier League? But I think there should be a change. I know there should be a change. This is not what football should be. I mean, if you keep doing these things. when they, And then <clears throat> when Ronaldo was fouled, the referee did not check the. I mean, people, even the replay showed that it should have been a penalty. There's VR, so why don't you use VR? I mean, it's technology. Technology should make your job easier and more accurate. you should be more efficient in making the decisions. And then you just it's it's annoying. United won that game. <clears throat> I mean, West Ham a very good side. United won that game, but <clears throat> I think they can do better and they should do better. Next up is Jesse Lingard. I'm going to talk about Jesse Lingard. Um, it's crazy. I thought he was going to celebrate. Yeah, and then the funny part about Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes pushing him to celebrate was beautiful to watch, by the way. But um, (coughs) during the transfer window, I was of the opinion that, I don't know if I said it here, that this Lingard should be moved to West Ham or another club where he gets to play regular football. Because Lingard is in some really great form now and he should be playing consistently. United play tomorrow, by the way. United play West Ham again and I think he should start... I think another struggling player that should start that game is Jeron Sancho. And Jeron Sancho should start at right wing. Lingard should start as an attacking midfielder. But that's up to Solskjaer. I know Van de Beek deserves to play. That's up to Solskjaer. That's not my decision. Solskjaer is manager of United. I think he's doing a great job. (coughs) So, yeah. Um, Talked about Europe. And then Liverpool. Um, I also had this conversation that. Where I said that Liverpool would struggle. And I stand by that because Liverpool does not have squad depth. I mean, um, Roberto Femina is currently injured. I don't know when he'll be back. So, Liverpool have Diego Jota, Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane. Very great starting players. They also have Javi Elliott who is injured. And then, that's it. AFCON is by the corner, Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane, leave for AFCON, what are they left with, I think Liverpool will struggle, I stand by this, I mean Liverpool have had a really great start to the season, unbeaten starts, Liverpool, Chelsea, United, unbeaten stuff, great stuff, but I think they will struggle and I stand by this, and then (laughs) he talked about Lionel Messi, Um, Lionel Messi was angry that he was taking (coughs) off, Uh Maybe rightly so. Maybe rightly so. I mean, these kind of players want um, want to play every game. I know Ronaldo wants to play every game. Yeah, very imperious players want to push other players. But Messi is struggling right now. And it's the duty of the manager to manage his players. And I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to do an episode on the difference between a coach and a manager. Yeah, a manager manages his... There was this time a manager has to do man management. There was this time when... There was a lot of uncertainty surrounding Paul Poba's future and his agents, who I do not like by the way, coming out to talk nonsense about the club and all of that. And then Social handled that. I mean, he was on the bench for quite some time. And then he came out, he went for international duty with France and came out and said, obviously, you don't like sitting on the bench. And I just love Solskjaer's man management. I think there was also a time when Nemanja Matic also said he should not be sitting on the bench. And blah, blah, blah. I mean, if I was a manager, man. <laughs> if a chop bench guy. Yeah. But then, social did that very well. And it's beautiful. So, I think... um I think Poch is a great manager. And Poch should be allowed to manage his players. Messi inclusive. Poch looks out for PSG and not for Messi. Yeah. So, I think people should let Poch do that. Yeah. I think Messi is the ghost, by the way. Yeah. I spill that. So, now you know my first... Favourite player, Lionel Messi. You know the third? Memphis, the bay. And you're probably going to know the second soon enough. Okay. So, yeah. <coughs> Next up is Ellen Broughton. Haaland, yeah. I don't know why I called him Broughton. But then <coughs> I saw a tweet calling him Broughton. And I think Broughton makes him sound more of a robot. Which he practically is right now. He cannot stop scoring. And it's, it's, great. it's great. I think anybody that signs Haaland is going to a very great goal scorer for the next 2-3 years I don't think Haaland is going to stay long term in one club first of all because he has come out and said that um, he said that um, he admires Zlatan Ibrahimovic I think he's a younger version of Zlatan big tall bully yeah long hair I didn't forget that so he's come out and said he, he admires Latin because of how Zlatan has moved between clubs and how he played for different clubs so that's it on Haaland, Haaland is a really great player um, and it's just awesome, it's great to see someone doing that kind of stuff at 21 years of age, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful and then up next is Bayern Munich. <laughs> great, 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 so they won 7-0 over the weekend, I think they're going to win, I, mean, I think they're going to win the league it's basically a one horse race every season but then, that does not give you the right to call it a farmer's league because Lewandowski has played against Premier League clubs, played against sports in the Champions League. The last time they were in the Champions League, or the last, the time before the last time, and he scored four goals over two legs. So you can you cannot call the German Bundesliga. Well, I mean you can not call it the Cham- a farmer's league, but then the quality of the teams are not so great. But again, these players have proven themselves time after time after time that wherever they are they'll perform and that's why I think Jadon Sancho will perform I mean there was this talk about Kai Havertz I don't know what's wrong with vena I actually thought Venna was going to kick on before Kai Havertz but I don't know I knew I know Kai Havertz is the kind of player you tag star boy yeah Havertz is a really sleek player he's just a little slow and there's no problem with that Jadon Sancho is also slow as well and I think San- I know Sancho will come good but Havertz is balling right now Balling, balling, balling. It's beautiful, beautiful to see. So um this episode. Yeah. I want to talk about the Champions League right now. <coughs> I was disappointed in United Game versus Young Boys because I felt we should be winning that. And um, I read this article on Sky Sports. Um I mean I think he, the journalist that wrote that article was a bit unfair on Jesse Lingard coming on and... Marshall coming on and pushing Lingard deeper. I think anybody in that situation... I mean... you, You cannot tell... If anybody was going to make that back pass or not. But... Yeah... That... I was disappointed at United. I think United will still... Win their group, by the way. But I was disappointed because... nothing against Young Boys... But United have enough... To win that game. They had enough that day. They still have enough to win... Anybody in the world. Or to give fair competition to anybody in the world even with 10 men not anybody in the world with 10 men but they had enough to win that game with 10 men and they were in the lead when the red card happened no excuses for united poor game should get back up i'm <clears throat> just gonna talk about ajax right now and sebastian Haller. so um some time ago last season um <laughs> this is funny listen okay so um I said Sebastian Halle should have been a model because he's tall, he's handsome, he has good bone structure. I don't love that. <laughs> I mean, and then I also saw it with sharing the same opinion. I also had a conversation, physical conversation, sharing the same opinion that he chose the wrong career and he would have killed it as a model. <laughs> but yeah, Haller scored four goals in midweek of last week, and Halle, so currently Haller has got scoring in Champions League. It's Sebastian Halle. Um, With four goals. And then there's some other players I cannot remember. But I think Lewandowski has two goals. Yeah. And then the Champions League. Chelsea um, fought hard against a low block. Zenit St. Petersburg. And they came off with a win. It's it's these kind of things that make champions struggle to win games. And that's why I don't think United... I mean, United did not show intensity against West Ham. But they won that game yeah so that's why I think United did great against West Ham so that's Champions League and then also um, to wrap this up because I don't want this to be overly long I'm going to wrap up with um, midfielders um, 18 year olds Eduardo Camavinga Pedri I don't know his other names and Jude Bellingham I think the best under 20 midfielder in the world is Pedri by the way I mean, Pedro, oh my goodness. There was this time Pedro was playing so much and I was very angry. I mean, I've been angry at Ronald Kuman for Ansu Fati and how he managed Ansu Fati last season. He practically drove him into the injury and I was worried for Pedro because Pedro is a very good player. Um, some of the opinion that if Ricky Puig plays the same amount of minutes as Pedro, he's going to come up with those numbers. I highly doubt that Pedro plays very mature football and so i think the best on the same in the world is Pedri. i'm going to talk about eduardo camavinga more than Pedri because i won't talk about him and end this episode i think the third best is jude bellingham i think the second best is eduardo camavinga who has um produced some sort of resurgence at madrid and it's beautiful to watch it's beautiful to watch so um this is my welcome back episode if you like um so yeah Thank you for staying through and I hope to see you next week. I hope you tune in next week to listen. Cheers. And um so the I, I just want to talk about Caraba, Carabao Cup fixtures today. Liverpool play today. I don't I think I've forgotten the opposition. Man City plays today against Wycombe, Wanderers or FC. Yeah. Chelsea United play tomorrow. Arsenal play today against lord help me i cannot remember okay so that's it um there may be cup fixtures in, there's no champions league this week so choose your fighter watch football be happy have a great day have a great week thank you